0: This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey, bartender! I got a lover, but it's not what it seems. Home Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. Walk into my bar and you say, hey, dude, give me a drink. And. Odds are I'll say, who, me? Or is that guy? I don't, me, me, me? You want me drink? Okay, yeah, I'll make you a drink. So, how y'all doing this week? You know, it's been a, uh, you know, after Halloween, uh, some of you people probably got a little bit of candy in your system. They're probably already looking forward to Thanksgiving on the way. And then filling your bellies even a bit more. You know, this is a rough time of year for a bunch of people who try to watch their weight, isn't it? I mean, you got Halloween, you got all that candy, And then you got uh, a month after that, you got your Thanksgiving and you got the turkey, the stuffing and all that stuff. And then a month after that, you've got Christmas and you got candy, turkey, stuffing, all that stuff, all wrapped into one. It's like having Thanksgiving and Halloween all in one shot. But don't worry, everybody, because, you know, January's coming around. That's where you make your New Year's resolution saying, I will never do that again. And ultimately, halfway through February, March, if you're lucky, you forgot that you made that promise to yourself. But let's not think darkly about ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to today's drink special. Uh, I pulled this one off of Jack Daniels themselves, their Twitter page. And I just felt like, why not? This sounds like a pretty good drink. This drink is called Unrequited Love Punch. The ingredients goes as follows. Two ounces of old number seven Jack Daniels, two ounces of cranberry juice, half ounce of pineapple juice, half ounce of orange juice, shake and strain into a tall glass and top it off with ginger ale. You know, that'd probably be a pretty good refreshing drink for whiskey drinkers. You know, they, uh, but maybe that's not so much for this time of year because it is cold as shit outside. But, you know, for the whiskey drinkers out there, it might be a nice little refreshing change for them. So put that up as your drink special. Uh, If you go out and try it, please let me know. Email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com or dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. You know, either way, it'll get to me eventually. And uh, tell me what your customers think. Tell me what you think. Because that's what it's all about. What people think. My opinion on the drink doesn't matter because I don't really drink. And so, you know, my my opinion pretty much do, doesn't count. Anyway, so let's get to today's subject. Today I feel like talking about the new guy. Yes, you've shown up for your shift. You just put your coat in the coat in the office and you're ready to get your shift started and all of a sudden your boss comes up to you and says, "Hey, I need you to train the new person. And your what is your initial reaction? Is it good where you like, "Oh cool, finally more some, uh, some more help on the floor." Or, "Oh craps. we got to I got to have somebody tailing me all night long. God, this is going to suck." You know, that it's different everywhere you work. And it, it's uh, you know, and you know different for every person. Uh, the first person I ever trained actually was somebody that, uh, while well, I was a bartender, that's the most important thing. Uh, first person I ever trained, she actually knew uh, knew about bartending way more than I did. Shannon, if you're listening, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, you know, it was uh, a night I had been working at that bar for a few months, and there was a couple weeks there where I was. Uh, working by myself and working every single shift because they had just fired two of their bartenders out of the three at, uh, for selling marijuana behind the bar. You know, great place. And no, honestly, the place was uh, good. Just uh, their bartenders weren't you know, top of the line, and they probably lost a money, a lot of money on poor costs too because of them. Anyway, Shannon comes to work with me over at the bar, and. Uh, She knows more about the whole bartending industry than I ever did. And during that time, it was actually a slow period for that bar because they had just gotten rid of two of their uh, bartenders that had been working there for a while and they took their regulars with them. So basically for part of the night, I was sitting there by myself watching TV or whatever. And uh, then Shannon comes around. And I uh, basically, I didn't have to tell her or show her anything because she already knew how to make every drink under the sun and then some. Basically, the only uh, real part that I ever had to show her was how to start start your day off and then close the tills at the end of the night. I didn't really have to go any over anything. It was just procedural. And there was one thing I remember from that night that she asked me that actually shocked the shit out of me. Um, the, uh, she asked me if, while training me, I get all the tips. It, Cause I guess in her past, she said that when some the bartender is training another bartender, the bar main bartender gets all the tips because uh, while training, they're you know, uh, you know, getting distracted a lot, or they're allowing the new person to meet all the regulars. That that sort of thing, but in my case, I just looked at her funny and went, "God no!" Whatever tips you make, they're yours. They're you know that's your deal, and probably I don't. She didn't really have much of a reaction, if I remember that. But uh, the good thing about her showing up that night is uh, she had just been released from another bar, and she brought her regulars with her to the new bar to uh, to my bar, so we actually had business that night. She did, not so much me, because they, everybody was specifically there to see her. And I had only been in the town for a couple months and really hadn't developed a good reputation around there yet. I was known as the quiet bartender. People weren't, at that point in time, very sure uh, very sure about me. But you, you look at it, you have to teach the new person the ropes. just And depending on their skill level, you just All you have to do is just teach them uh, what happens at that particular establishment, how that establishment works. And you just let them run free. Because, uh, like I said, Shannon already knew how to pour. She already knew the customers. She knew way more about customer ser- service than I even do now. And uh, so it was really easy with her. But when you move on... Uh, move on in your career, like I said, you may not be as lucky as to get somebody that already knows the ropes as well as my friend Shannon. You get this person that is just doing as a part-time job uh, during while they're going to school or, uh, you know, they just, or they just needed work flat out. I need, I need a job. So this place, cool place. I'll just work here. And it becomes a little bit difficult because, uh, well, a couple couple things that I'm going to give uh, give advice to some restaurant managers. I don't know all the liquor laws for every single state, but I'm going to tell you by uh, by the vision of uh, in Oregon where I bartended. In Oregon, you could work behind a bar. You can serve alcohol when you're 18. But you cannot pour and you cannot open any liquor if you're under 21. So between 18 and 21, you can serve it. No big deal. But you can't pour it. And we got this new girl. And for some strange reason, she could not wrap her head around that. I And it pissed me off. Because uh, I think uh my boss hired her because she was good looking i think that's the only reason why she was working there and um not saying that the girl wasn't smart enough or anything like that but she was too young to work in the bar and be an effective uh be effective in the bar scene because in that bar that i worked at the uh pretty much everybody poured their own drinks everybody served their own food and when you get a situation like that, you hire somebody under the age of twenty-one. You gotta pound it in their head. No, you cannot go grab that beer and serve it. You gotta come to me. And I told her a couple dozen times, please don't do that. Because if we get caught by the OLCC that you are pouring liquor as a as a minor, then we lose our liquor license and. You know, as much as, our, much as our cook tried, I was pretty sure that that place couldn't make it on food alone. Uh, well, it could have, but, uh, you know, no alcohol, then it turns itself into a diner. And people around that town didn't want a diner. They had enough diners. There were plenty of diners around there. Uh, you know, Denny's on one end of the town, Sherry's on the other end of town, and everything in the middle, they were all bars. And... Uh, So, I uh, basically she had the whole server thing. She could she knew how to ring in the order. Teaching the point of sale system was really easy. She was a kid, so she wasn't intimidating by the computer system. Shannon, on the other hand, a lot more seasoned bartender, a little bit older, but she was scared of the point of sale system on the computer. She didn't really want to deal with the computer, but uh. It was the only way that we could bring in our drinks and stuff like that. But it, you know, after a little while, she got comfortable with it. And the key to it was just patience. And I just told her, look, it's easy. They have everything marked down in here. So all you have to do is put in your passcode and then go to drinks. And then a list of drinks comes up. They're listed alphabetically. Tap the drink that they ordered, Long Island iced tea, and then charge them for it. That's it. Or add it to their tab by pushing this button. That's all. I mean, bartenders, servers alike. Uh, I mean, how often were you intimidated by the point of sale system? You walk in and see that they got this computer and you just left a job that all they had was a cash register. And you know, you all you got one button marked liquor. So you push the liquor button and or type in the price, put in push the liquor button, or type in the price, push beer and You know, actually, I had more trouble with the registers because it was tough for me to remember how much uh, each liquor cost because there was really no organization at the first bar, full-on bar that I worked at. There was no organization to the shelving that made it obvious. I worked in another place where the price of the top shelf stuff was actually written on the side of the top shelf. So if they've got like Patron, it was at the time like four seventy five a shot, and then one level down, uh, what's under Patron? Everything's under Patron. Uh, you know, you go you go to your, you got your uh gray goose up on the top. I'm, I'm gonna switch to vodka because I know more vodkas than I do tequila. Got your gray goose up on the top for four seventy five. Then you got your absolutes right below that for uh four dollars. And then you got your Stolish Knight, or no Knight goes up on the absolute. And then you got your Smirnoff, uh, that goes for three fifty, and then the well stuff for three bucks or two seventy five. Now uh, it was pretty easy, but there was really no rhyme or reason to the way they set up the uh, they the way they set it up. So I was really happy about the uh, about the whole point of sale system because. I was having a hell of a time trying to remember what the price was. I'd always have to look it up. If the customer says, hey, how much for a double what you call it? And I'd say twice the price of what you'd normally pay. And then you go, uh, eh, you know, anyway, but the new guy, I mean, you sit back and you think about it. How often do you treat your new guy fairly? (laughs) I never did. I, uh, Well, fairly meaning, yes, there might have been a little bit of a hazing situation uh, when I trained new people. There might have been a couple times where I would play practical jokes on them for their first couple uh, weeks, months. And just to get them used to what's going on or uh, try to make a good impression. Usually it didn't make a good impression. It just annoyed the piss out of them eventually i back off i mean come on you can't do that to him constantly but well when the new person shows up i would do things like one of the bars i worked at had the register system and i say okay uh, when you ring in your food you push the type in a price push this type in a price push this okay you try it okay then they type in a price okay, and then you push that okay and then you type in your price for drinks. Okay, you push that, and then you uh, then you hit enter. And then I did that stupid joke where right before they hit the enter button, I mean their hand is in motion. There is nothing stopping it from hitting that button. And then all of a sudden they yell, "Not that button!" And then they freak out, and because the register went ding, and then the drawer opened, and you know, a lot of action. And then I stand there and laugh because they go, "Ah!" And, yeah, I'm I'm that kind of guy. I, I don't think I treated the new guys bad, unless they absolutely deserved it. And uh, there's one uh, one new person uh, in particular. She complained about every damn thing under the sun, and she uh, she complained about the smell. She complained about the food, um, and you know compared it to everything to healthier standards, what she considered healthier standards that should be in a bar. And I said, um, you don't like the idea that people come in here to drink, people come in here to smoke. And she goes, no, it's all disgusting. And I said, you are not going to last long here. And that kind of impression that she left on me within the first half hour of her first shift, that affected how I trained her. Cause I was, uh, that actually sat back, made me sit back and go, you are not going to last long. I am not wasting my time with you. And I even told the owner of the bar, I said, look, she can't be on my shift. I have a hard enough time as it is keeping these customers happy. uh, So I can't have her coming in crying about whatever happened uh, at school with her that day. She comes in late, a half hour late for her shift every day anyway and you know we need to change things around if you want to keep her i don't want her on my shift shannon is way more patient a lot nicer than me and maybe she'll learn something from shannon more than she'll listen to me then they said no we'll keep her on your shift and ah crap so i gotta put up with this eventually yeah she did quit um well no actually she was fired because uh yeah, she kept sh- um, no uh, showing up a half hour late and they finally got tired of it. Saying They wrote her up once uh, saying, you know, next time you show up late, don't bother showing up at all. She went the don't bother showing up at all route. And I still laugh to this day. Now, bars uh, of 2019 have somewhat met the standards that she was looking for nowadays. And it bums me out a little bit. But... Uh, the healthier lifestyle has taken over the bar scene, just like the healthier lifestyle has pretty much taken over everything. Uh, airplanes, airports, uh, large buildings, uh, you know, p- uh, smokers, unfortunately, they've been put out to pasture. You want to smoke, you got to go outside. But remember to stay at least 20 feet away from any door. So, uh, But don't stand out in the middle of the street because you could get hit by a car. Or, you know, don't smoke near a non-smoker's car. Or, you know, ah, I don't want to talk about that. This isn't a smoking episode. This is about the new guy. But the she probably, if she didn't get her degree in whatever degree she was going for, she's probably a little bit more happier if she still is a server today. Because majority of the bars in America, they don't allow smoking anymore. And the uh, everybody's serving vegan or, uh, healthier food. I mean, I went into a bar one time and I looked at their, uh, looked at their list and I was like, I'm hungry. What do I want? Nachos. Nachos sound good. and that way I can sit here, relax, have my drink, uh, have a little bit to eat, watch TV and, then they come out and it said beef nachos. That's all it said, beef nachos. And I'm like, yeah, give me some beef nachos. And it's sh- and it comes out shredded beef. And I was like, well, okay, I guess it still qualifies as nachos. Shredded beef. See, I'm a ground beef kind of guy when it comes to my nachos. Shredded beef has its place, but I like ground beef. Well, I'm really going on a health kick here. I don't really want to do that. Anyway screwing with my uh new uh my new servers I used to do it all the time it was just a joke to me and get them a way to get them to relax now i have been on the back uh the opposite end of that spectrum uh i was uh i applied for a job at one restaurant and they put me through their training pr- uh, process which the restaurant uh, which I'm not going to say its name because they're a corporation and they could sue the shit out of me. Uh, the restaurant, they brought me in. Truthfully, I wanted to walk back out immediately because I saw their crew singing happy birthday to their customer. And I I swore up and down a long time ago, I was not going to be work in a restaurant that does that. But I was basically asked by the people that already worked there because they had been regulars of mine at another bar. They asked me to come work with them. And as soon as I walked in and saw them uh, singing happy birthday to a table, uh, the, the girl that asked me to apply for a job there, she's oh, great, you made it. And I said, yeah, and I'm leaving. And she, no, grabs me by the arm and uh, introduces me to her boss. And so I had to wear a lab coat. Uh, that's i it might have said trainee on it i don't remember anymore but i had to wear a lab coat and shadow the servers and bartenders uh for uh for a day just walk around and uh you know it and that weirded the customers out so i would make up something every time that a customer would say who is the guy in the white coat and i would instead of saying uh, i'm a trainee or a employee hopeful, I would always say something like, "I'm auditing," or "This is a psychological test," uh, the, on people that work in the service industry. Just ignore me, and uh, that was pretty much how I got through that. And I ne- actually never got that job. Now that I, rem- uh, now that I think about it, not sure why. Um, but needless to say, uh, all of the people that worked with me that night. Uh, or that I shadowed that night. they were all really cool and it was uh actually kind of fun being there that night. Other places though, I uh was the new guy. It was like uh there's your bar uh have fun. Uh, we'll see you later the, the that's the non-corporate type of bar, the privately owned. Well, that's what non-corporate basically means. But it's privately owned bars, mom-and-pop stores, they basically just pointed you at the bar and said, go for it and uh, watch how you pour. And, it, you know, I was always against using jiggers or the those bubble pourers. Oh, fuck, I hated those things. I, If I could, when I walked behind the bar, I would pop every single one of those bubble pourers off because I know how to pour a perfect, perfect shot. Using those bubble pours, I mean, if you go into one of those mixology type of uh, type of bars, I bet you won't see one bubble pour. Everybody's using jiggers, I'm sure, but you won't see one bubble pour because they're tacky, they're stupid, and not one of them is correct. And we did number uh, Shannon and I did a number of tests on them. It's like, okay, here's our control test, no bubble pour. One, two, three, four. Bam, double shot, right to the or uh, single shot right to the line on this uh, shot glass. Okay, bubble pour. One click shit. Okay, try again. One, two, click, shit. Try again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven oh okay, I've made a mess. Uh uh That I hated those things. And so when I walk into a bar that I'm about to work at and I see those bubble pours, immediately I roll my eyes and then the uh, manager would say, okay, watch your, watch your pouring because we're trying to control pour costs here. And I just went, yeah, whatever. Because that's something that you have to be taught when you're a new person, you wor- you're working with the new, new person. You kind of have to show them the ropes on the customer service because I don't care if you've worked in a bar, uh, for two or three years when you move to a new bar, you're working with a completely different monster, dozens of different personalities, and so you have to kind of learn the ropes. Pay attention to what the bartender is doing and how the bartender treats a certain people. And you know, you get uh, the customer that just quietly walks in. Hey, can I get a Jack and Coke? Sure. Bores Jack and Coke in a regular glass. No complaints. Just goes, sits down, goes to shoot pool, goes to play video poker, whatever. And then you got that other customer that comes in, hey monkey farts, what's going on? And hey dipshit, what are you what are you up to nowadays? And uh, you know, just different personality. And, uh, and then they say, hey, give me a screwdriver, but make it a good one. And I always, I'd always go, all my drinks are good. What are you talking about? And I poured everybody pretty much the same, everything by the book, and. I would sit there and hope that the new people are watching and just, you know, just pay attention to how the customers work because customer service is more of an observation and paying attention to different people's tells, watching their uh, mannerisms and stuff like that. It can't really be taught anywhere. I mean, sure, you can get a couple pointers from, if you're the new person, you can get a couple pointers from the veteran who works there, and they can say, okay, that person likes their beer, but the glass has to be sitting out outside the cooler for at least a half hour, so as soon as you get on your shift, take a glass out, put it on the counter, and uh, they'll be in shortly after that, and then you can serve them their beer. Who would want to uh, beer in a warm glass. I have no idea, but that is a true story. Other people, you know, you make certain, uh, well, acceptances or whatever, um, make certain, uh, make sure that they're taken care of by making sure that uh, they get the drink that they deserve. Because they're, you know, sure, they may- might be a right, nice person. So, You know, you see the bartender uh, is pouring a little bit, maybe extra, just just a touch, and uh, gives that to one certain customer. But if you're really, really good at paying attention, you'll notice that they might take away from another customer uh, just to cover the liquor costs, to make everything come out even at the end. And of course, the manager never sees that because all they see is dollar signs one of the best servers Uh, when she started working with me at the bar uh, she told me that she had never worked in the restaurant industry ever in her life but she was a real trooper and she could handle anything I mean she 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 had the best personality on the face of the planet I hope she's listening because I have nothing but love and respect for her and So when she first started, I didn't really have to do anything. People automatically loved her because, well, one, she had the prettiest smile uh, in town. And she was great, had a great personality. The regular customers automatically loved her. And all I had to do was just show her the point of sale system. And she followed my preferences for how to run the bar. Because like I said, uh, I've told you guys on previous podcasts, that when I'm behind the bar, I pour the drinks. Don't get in my way. I hate that. Because I had one server that would constantly get in my way all the time. And then end up starting to take the customers in my section. And I thought, well, this is bullshit. No, get out of here. This is where I'm making money. You go make money out in those tables. That's what you do. And But uh, the this new girl, she... Understood everything that I wanted. And she understood that was just the way it happens on my night. There were even a couple times and she was always really cool. Uh, really cool to work with and really fun. Uh, because uh, if I didn't notice that a drink ticket popped up on the printer, she would just stand there and smile at me. And then I she's smiling at me. Uh, oh, shit. I got to pour a drink. And she was always quick to join me in conversations with, uh, with the customers joke around with the customers. And I'm not saying I didn't mess with her, uh, in a truly platonic sort of way. Cause she was married. I don't mess with married women. Uh, but I would consider her a good friend. Uh, but even in the first couple times I worked with her, there was one day she was just leaning on the bar with me. And we were talking to a customer and I look down and see a rubber band that came off one of the bundles of once. And so I pick up the rubber band, I'm fiddling with it. And then I take the rubber band and act like I'm going to snap her on the wrist with it. And as soon as I got in position right on top of her wrist, ready to snap the rubber band on her wrist, she just got that worried look in her face. No! And then I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't. And so, you know, she she ran with the punches because she had at that bar we had regular customers that would purposely that they would purposely screw with the new guy the, because the customers felt like they owned the bar and in most fashions the customers do own the bar and they uh they don't run it but they keep it alive and just because they come in bring their business bring their friends and Uh, so we had this one guy, he, uh, always had his Hefeweizen specifically that he'd say, please squeeze the lemon in the Hefeweizen. I don't want to do it. And I don't want the lemon anywhere near my glass. Just squeeze it in there, throw the brine away and give it to me. Okay. She, um, she didn't take much explanation for that. She always remembered that. Good for her. Then, uh, that same customer first question that, or, When he would do a food order, he would always say the same thing. And none of us ever warned any of the new people about that. He would always say, can I have a baked Alaska? And then the server would sit there going, um, uh, uh, and he'd sit there and laugh. Think that was the funniest joke ever. And, uh, but (laughs) he thought he had her one night because it was the first time she served him. And he said, "I'll have a baked Alaska," and then she said, wrote it down on her pad, and then left. And he thought, <laughs> "I got her." And then she comes back and she goes, "Did you want the fish and chips, or did you want just the uh, just the halibut?" And he's like, "Ah, crap, she got me." And he he went, "Oh, no. uh, and yeah." She turned, she threw it back in his face. It was actually pretty good. And she was also the first person that I can remember or ever heard about. See that uh, that customer, he would come in on Taco Tuesdays. Who doesn't like or Taco Mondays? Actually, no, it wasn't Tuesdays because Tuesday nights was my night, and we didn't serve tacos on uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, maybe it was Wednesdays. He'd come in on Taco night. That's what I'm trying to get across here. He came in on Taco night. And he would order one taco at a time. And say, I'll just take one taco. I'm just going to, only one. I'm good. And then you'd fall for it. Bring him one taco. Then five seconds later. Hey, can I get another one of those? And then you bring him another one. And and then five minutes later. Hey, can I get another one? The, uh, the, uh, space between tacos was dependent on how into the conversation he was in with the person next to him. Now. My favorite server, she didn't fall for that, or actually not for very long. Uh, he tried that with her, but then one day he comes in and says, Can I get one taco? And she goes, No, you're getting two. And he's, Oh, okay. She goes, She finally got tired of it and just said, uh, You're getting what I give you because I'm tired. I don't want to run back and forth and just get you one taco at a time. Jeez, that's ridiculous. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is. That you guys, when you start in a new bar, basically think of yourself as an adopted child. You're in unknown territory. You're a little skittish. So are the people around you. They, they're they not sure what they think about you yet. There is going to be one or two people that are going to be your safe haven. Going to be uh, nice to you. You just got to uh, go with the punches being the new person. Until you get to know the other people. Because, yeah, people are going to screw with you. Some people are just going to flat out not like you. and Because uh, there's always that one person in the bar that sits back and sit, uh, remind likes to remind you. I've been doing this longer than you. I've, uh, I know my shit better than you. So you best get used to it right now. Because this is my place. Uh, and you're only here because I allow you to be here. I've seen... Uh, what, one thing that kind of cracked me up about one of the places I worked was the new person would, uh, I, how do I describe this? They would be ran out of the place if the other servers didn't like them. And it made me laugh from time to time, mostly because I didn't really like the new person either. Their personality just didn't gel with everybody else. And if they didn't gel with everybody else, they weren't comfortable there. And it really wasn't the place that, the type of place where uh, everybody tried to conform to help out the new person. It was just like, you work with us, you do it our way. But um, you know, majority of the time where people uh, got ran out of there, they really needed to get out of there quick. Like the girl I was telling you about earlier that was disgusted by the cigarette smoke in the bar. Okay, she needed to go, because at that time, at least, um, back in the early 2000s, people could still smoke in bars. That was one of the things that kept people in the bar stools, so they would order more drinks, spend more money, and now they don't have that anymore, so, you know, congratulations to her. Another girl that uh, started there, she was ran out uh, in a couple months, mostly because her, uh, she was skimming money off the till, and Uh, rumor has it, she was, uh, doing customers in the bathroom for extra money. Yeah. And that beyond that's beside the point. Let's not even pay attention to that. Well, I just said it and I don't feel like deleting it. So yeah, you can pay attention if you want. Um, but you know, sometimes you, you gotta be nice to the new person, give them a chance just to, you know, give them a chance. Don't, don't just automatically hate them when they walk in. And because you might make a friend for life. You never know. I hell, I never knew. So anyway, we're going to take a break from all this stuff. We're going to do a quick, uh, before we go to our musical guest, we're going to, I'm going to sit here and remind you guys, if you want to follow Hey Bartender podcast, get on the Facebook page, Hey Bartender podcast, or Instagram, Hey Bartender podcast, or Twitter, Hey Bartender P O one don't know why I couldn't get podcast, but uh, it's HeyBartenderPO1 on Twitter. I also have a webpage, HeyBartenderPodcast.com. And if you really want to help out the show, help me get this really going, get more quality content out there for you guys, help support the show by buying a hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt. I got a small selection in there. Pick out your favorite. Pick one up today. Anyway, on to the musical portion part of our show. I love this part because I think I wanted to be a DJ when I was a kid. From Jacksonville, Florida, from their album Songs to Astro Project 2, here is the Cosmic Highway with their single Heart of a Star. From their album Songs to Astral Project 2, that was the Cosmic Highway with Heart of a Star. If you want to find out more about them, do what I do. Head over to Bandcamp.com. They've got all the information on them. They've got their discography on there. I'll even put a link on here so you can head straight there. You can find them on iTunes. You can find them on Spotify. They've got a Facebook page. Just go check them out. I think, yeah, yeah. according to the website, they got a YouTube presence, too. Go, go check them out today. All right. Getting back to the last call here. This is the last little bit that I'm going to put in here. You know, when you work at a new place, you're, it doesn't matter if you are a seasoned bartender, been bartender for, I don't know, five plus years or something like that. You go to a new place, you are the new guy. It doesn't matter how much experience you have underneath your belt, you are going to be treated like the new guy. And the trick is just to roll with the punches. Pay attention to what the other people are doing at first. And then kind of segue your own little style in there. And, you know, eventually, you'll find out when you find a good place to be for at least a little while. These bartenders and servers that you're hanging out with, they become your friends. They become your family. And, you know, I can't think of one place that I where I worked where we weren't family. We all celebrated our birthdays together. We all celebrated uh, achievements, uh, family things. And, you know, because we were all that close. Hell, in the town that I used to bartend at, all the bartenders in the area were pretty much all friends. And so there was really no shortage of support once you have established yourself. And the way to establish yourself is just Pay attention. Gain the experience and the trust and all that stuff will follow right behind it. If not, eh, hell, maybe you don't belong there. Maybe you should move on. But, you know, just have fun like everybody else does. Don't automatically assume that since the bartender called uh, called a customer that walked in a monkey fucker, don't just assume that you can call the uh, customer that the same uh, at the same time, they just met you, you know, that, you know, cause I've run into that dozens of times where, you know, somebody comes in, what's up jackass. Hey, uh, Hey dude, how you doing? And then I guess the servers, uh, saw, thought that his name was actually jackass. And so that's what he, no, he, uh, he assumed that he could call him jackass too. But for some reason, when he called him jackass, the customer took great offense to that And I advised him, you got to kind of segue your way into that. You can't just automatically call him jackass. He's just a jackass like that. So that's the end of our show for this week. I'd like to thank Jack Daniels for giving me the opportunity to steal a drink off their Instagram or Twitter page, wherever I got it. And uh, letting me put it on the show, whether they liked it or not. I'd like to thank... The Cosmic Highway for letting me play their single, Heart of a Star. Go check them out on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you download your music. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank all of the new people that put up with me because I know I wasn't the easiest guy to get along with. And at times, the pranks and the goofy things that I would do to the new people made it kind of hard to get along with me. But eventually, you know, uh, there were one or two that... Uh, hate Probably still hate my guts to this day, but there are a couple of them that really, uh, mean a lot to me. And, uh, they're, you know, if I was still in touch with them, I'd still be good friends with them. But Hey, you know, life's change. You move on, you do different things. And I'm, but I'm pretty sure if I ran into them at the nearby store, it'd be nothing but smiles because we were all really good friends and supportive. But that's the end of our show today, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, if you want to get a hold of me, you want to be on the show, you want to tell me about a drink that you particularly think needs uh, some public attention, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. If you're not a bartender and you just listen to this show just for the hell of it, and you know of a bartender that needs some special recognition, email dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to give them some recognition. And, you know... Everybody deserves a little bit of special recognition because this restaurant people, we work hard out there. And, you know, we, you know, and a lot of us don't get the recognition that we we're truly, truly deserve. Remember to hay- visit HeyBartenderPodcast.com, where I post a personal blog and every once in a while. I tell drink recipes and I sell Hey Bartender Podcast t shirts. Remember, guys, if you want to help support the show, Head on over to Maybartenderpodcast.com and pick up a shirt. Got some cool ones on there. Go check it out. But until the next show, like I always love to end my shows, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night, everyone. I blew each and all my Felt so good. I had to blow.